I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs at Tab that comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online, 800 966 WTIC 522 WTIC. If you're listening on the stream or on the cloud or whatever you're doing, you know, 1-800-966-WTIC is on us. Happy to pay the freight for you to give us a ring no matter where you're in the country. And uh, we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, questions, and concerns. So speaking of concerns, um, the folks at Google uh, say that the hidden microphone in the Nest product never intended to be a secret. So you have, you got to ask yourself, folks, and we were putting, you know, smart speakers, they're called, but I call them smart microphones in our homes all the time so that you can say, hey, Google or hey, Alexa. Why in the world, why in the world would you think that your thermostat in your house would ever need a microphone? You're going to talk to your thermostat? Well, you could tell your thermostat. Hey, turn up the temperature two degrees. That's fine. I understand that. But with, 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 with connected technology, the idea of it is that you don't need microphones for every device that you're going to have in your house. You know how many microphones you're going to have in your device? In about 10 years, it looks like everything's going to have a microphone. Hey, lamp, turn on. Hey, hey uh, thermostat, turn on. Hey, oven, turn on. Really? You want a microphone in your oven? That doesn't seem like the right way to get things going here. Yeah, but you know what? If the NSA wants to spy on us, they have to put a microphone in every room. Just about, yeah, right. I'm, I'm thinking, wow, uh, why in the heck would Google fail to tell you they put a microphone in your Nest? Your Nest already is a two hundred dollar uh, thermostat. You had no business connecting to your home because it was a pain in the hiney. Because I know I tried it. Doesn't that add an extra ten or fifteen cents to the cost of the device too? It's like a two hundred fifty dollar <laughs> thermostat. Uh, well, I'm talking about their cost because they have to engineer it in. Oh, they, of course they knew it's there. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it wasn't like some engineer so snuck it, it in. Could have put listed as one of the accessories. You know, <laughs> it comes with it. You know, it's just crazy. So, uh, you know, we're going to put this link up here. If you have a Nest device, it's got a microphone in it, and it's going to have the Google Assistant functionality. Well, you know what? Look, this is getting ridiculous. We've already covered the numerous ways that these cloud technologies fail you all the time. Uh, when you try to go ahead and open your garage door and the internet's down, you can't open your garage door or you can't even get into your house because the internet's down. You know, th this idea of having everything communicating with the cloud, as far as I'm concerned, is a mistake. Near field communication, Bluetooth communication, communicating with a computer where? Oh, in your own home. That would be really where everything should be. It shouldn't have the Nest via the internet, via Cox or something, via Comcast, speaking to the Googleplex, just so you can say, hey, turn my thermostat down from 70 to 72 or whatever it's going to be. That just seems like Rube Goldberg on acid. Except that the bad guys, the Russian hackers, <laughs> right. can come in and say, hey, 
turn up his temperature to 92 degrees. Yeah, we'll smoke those Americans out. <laughs> or, yeah, turn the temperature down to minus five oh. <laughs> in oh. the middle of the night. So open Which the pod daytime. Open there. the pod day bay doors, comrade. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is just silly. This is getting this is getting ridiculous. And the whole issue is, I as far as I'm concerned, the cloud. These all these companies want want all your data to belong to them, connected via the internet. Whether you're you know whatever you're talking about to your wife, your your thermostat's listening. What are your you know what you're talking about with your kids? Your smart speakers listening. Um, we were over uh, my um, my sister in law's house, and you know she's talking to have you know Siri do something for her. It was like she was speaking a different language. It never got the question right. She's like, "Hey Siri, do this. Hey Siri, do that." It never got it right. I'm sorry, I can't help you with that right it, now. It was just always wrong. I'm like, "This is te- this is progress. This is technology." Um, and the fact that the thing is just sitting there listening to you every night, and we were just all sitting there quiet for a second, and all of a sudden it started talking to us. <laughs> what are you listening to? So, yes, your thermostat now has a microphone. Well, how about coming to an oven near you soon? Once you get into the cloud, they want to charge you to get out. <laughs> exactly. They'll hold you hostage on the way out. We have a well, you want your data? You know, give me a couple grand. Yeah. Pay me and I'll, get, I'll let you have it back. So, that's the inter- interesting thing about the Google Nest. I'll put a link up here for you and you guys can read this story. But that doesn't make any sense as to why Google would think it'd be okay to not tell you they built a microphone into your thermostat. What do you got, Bob? Anything else? Oh, have I got stuff. Oh, I got a big stack of stuff. Uh-huh. All right. But, okay. It's all technical. Oh, of course. But not directly computers and com- indirectly. All right. Okay. Israel's historic moon mission on its way. Very cool. Day before yesterday, they went up on a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket mm-hmm. and successfully launched a small sc- spacecraft on its way to the moon from Kennedy Space Center in Florida. Nice. And if the little lander, because it's only about five feet across. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. known as uh, Bereshit, mm-hmm. makes its way all the way to the lunar surface. It'll mark mi- several milestones that have been years in the making. Great. Space IL, the Israel- Israeli-based nonprofit that's been working on the project, mm-hmm. uh, Lander, for eight years, is one of the original Google Lunar X Prize teams. Google X Prize? They had a, a contest. Oh, okay. Google Lunar X Prize. All right. Okay, and so they, they got won. these teams. No. No. Because the, the competition ended last year without a winner. Oh, really? <laughs> Space IL is now poised to be the first among the nearly 30 teams mm-hmm. to make it to the moon on uh, well, on its own anyway. Mm-hmm. So the neat thing about this article, yeah. before I read any more, is that yeah. there's a graphic that goes along with it. So if you go to Computer Talk with Tab and you click on the link, which mm-hmm. we'll post shortly, yeah. Okay, you can see how it's doing it because it's doing it for about a hundred million dollars, which is a discount. It's a bargain. It's not a hundred billion dollars, <laughs> right. which is what it costs uh, all these governments to put them up there because okay. they put the fuel to go directly to the moon. Oh. What this one is doing is it's it's uh, taking off. It's going around the Earth and it's going out a little bit away from the Earth, yeah. and then it's using the Earth's gravity to pull it back in towards the Earth, yeah. and then it's slingshotting around, yeah. back and getting a little bit further out, and then the Earth pulls it back down and comes down. It picks up speed and slingshots yeah. back around, so the oval gets a little bigger and a little bigger, yeah. and eventually it'll get out to the Moon's orbit. Very neat. And then it's going to capture the Moon, and the uh, the Moon's going to capture it. Well, no, yeah, well, it's right. got to fire some rockets of in course. order to obtain. Yep. Uh, so doing it for a discount, a bargain. 
I mean, obviously the Connecticut DOT wasn't involved. <laughs> <laughs> it costs us a billion dollars a mile to put it to, to take, take care of potholes. Yeah, which only is about <laughs> five times more than any other state can yeah. do it. Well, we, we digress. Good, for, good for uh, the Israeli government. The nonprofit. This is not the, not the Israeli the government. government. That's no, why. It, I know, yeah, it's not the government, so it's a discount. So uh, yeah. <clears throat> so um, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, it's about five feet wide. Nice. Successfully released by Falcon 9, and it's going to take about six weeks to get there. All right, neat. So All right, we'll have another piece of equipment sitting on the moon. Right, right. But <laughs> if this one isn't going to be, um, it's going to have, it's a lander. It's got mm-hmm. four feet. It's sure. got a nice little picture of it. Right. It kind of looks cute. But um, <laughs> one of the things it's not going to do, which was required, well, by the contest? Yeah, it's supposed to be able, once it lands, it actually move around a little bit, like mm. a rover. Yeah. But this... Uh, they didn't pack like an RV vehicle on there and just have it you know, Technically, pop out. it's built in, but they don't think it's going to go very far. Uh, but it right. doesn't matter because no. they're landing on the moon. Yeah. And they're only the fourth nation on Earth to do it. The United States, Russia, China, and now Israel. Very cool. So that's cool. All right. I've got some other news here. Tesla Model 3 stripped of Consumer Reports recommendations. So... Uh, the Consumer Reports has had kind of a love, I'm not going to say hate, but love-hate relationship with uh, the Tesla folks, back and forth, making recommendations and then taking them back. Um, so now the Tesla Model 3 has been stripped by Consumer Reports of its recommendations. Um, they're going to have to work on fixing a few things. Um, you know, a $50,000 vehicle probably shouldn't have as many problems that it seems to have, according to Consumer Reports. And uh, I'm sure they'll, I'm sure Elon will, get right on it and fix it so that, again, I mean, they talked about the Model X being one of the most problematic vehicles out there. They had the Model S out there. Um, it initially received a recommendation, and then they ripped that away, too. So, uh, you know, Tesla's got their issues, and they'll, I'm sure they'll correct them, but uh, the Consumer Reports relationship with Tesla's never been very, it's back and forth. Uh, so, if you're running a Model 3, be aware, Consumer Reports right now wouldn't recommend it, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, they're supposedly working on it, or they fixed it, but mm. who knows? <clears throat> anyway, yep. Uh, there was an unexpected passenger. Uh, Virgin Galactic flies a surprise passenger into subor- suborbital space. Mm, a surprise? Okay. Huh? So they, it was a stowaway. Like they had no idea she was on the. Oh, they knew the sh- she was oh, on, oh, oh, but oh. they just didn't tell anybody oh. except you know their team. So here's what the deal: mm-hmm. Virgin Galactic laid claim to spaceflight in December when its rocket-powered spaceship two. Right. Uh, that's the name of it, Spaceship Two. Just so you know. T O O? No, T W O. I know. Just kidding. Okay. It reached fifty one point four miles, eighty two point seven kilometers above the Earth's surface. Nice. The plane uh space plane headed out for a fifth supersonic powered test flight on Friday. Mm-hmm. This time with a third person on board. It successfully reached suborbitally space and returned safely. Nice. Okay. So this is the first space tourist? Yes, but what they're doing is the company is testing some aspects of its customer cabin designed for tourists. Mm-hmm. Virgin Galactic, Virgin Galactic, yeah. easy for me to say, yeah. revealed there was a third crew member besides the two pilots. Yep. The surprise addition was Beth Moses, the company's chief astronaut instructor, oh. who spent 24 years working at NASA. Very cool. So she got the short straw and she was able will, to go. Provide human validation for the data we collect, including aspects of the customer cabin and spaceflight environment from the perspective of people in the back of the bus. 
Huh. You know, when yeah. I say that, back of the Back plane. of the ship. Yeah. Virgin Galactic tweeted, the company had not mentioned her in its releases prior to the flight. Interesting. So <clears throat> they needed somebody to sit in the seats to make sure they were wide enough for Americans? <laughs> Well, what they're doing is they're testing it, and they want to make sure that it's comfortable and yes, all this course. other stuff yeah. back there. So the plane, VSS Unity, is the same one that earned its pilot's commercial astronaut wings mm-hmm. after its last flight. The space plane works by hitching a ride on Virgin Galactic's White Knight 2 TWO hmm. aircraft. <laughs> <laughs> and then separating and rocketing off under its own power. Nice. So Virgin Galactic posted a look at the mothership and mm-hmm. VSS Unity after take up, takeoff yeah. from a runway in Mojave, California. Nice. Very cool. Yep. It, re- right. it achieved the speed of Mach 3.0 and coasted into suborbital space, reaching nearly 56 miles, 90 They better hurry up and get this going, Earth. because if AOC has her way, you're not going to be able to afford a ticket out this anymore, because she, <laughs> she's taking all your proceeds. We'll be in an airplane. <laughs> exactly. All right. Very good, Bob. We're going to go ahead and put a, take a quick break here. we got two lines open for you. we got... Uh, we got Bill and Ken on the line. Two lines open. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here till uh, 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Two lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And if you want to call in, if you think your toaster is listening to you, it might be. <laughs> it just might be because your thermostat is if you happen to have a nest. Um, and they forgot to tell you. What about your refrigerator? Uh, hey, why not? <laughs> <laughs> just don't say anything in your home anymore. <laughs> the Googleplex is listening. Or Apple or who knows is listening. Microsoft too, probably. Yeah, Amazon. Yeah. Let's go on to uh, Bill in Windsor first, see what he's got cooking. Hey, Bill. Good morning. How are you today? Doing fine. How are you, sir? Good. Good. Thank you. Um, about a year ago, uh, I signed up for WebRoot for my virus protection on my computers, and it's been working seamlessly. I've been very pleased with it. Yeah, we, we recommend I have, it. I know that's where the recommendation from. Oh, okay. And about forty, I got about forty-five days left on the contract. Yeah. But this earlier this month, uh, about a week ago, I received an email saying that WebRoot is entered into an agreement to be acquired by Carbonite. Yeah. A lead, and now I'm wondering if, with that piece of information, is this something you'd still recommend, or should I hold off a little bit on the renewal? Uh, it's you know, it's, companies are bought and sold all the time. So yes, Webroot was purchased by Carbonite. Um, it is what it is. Uh, we'd still recommend the tool. Uh, a lot of times, these entities still uh, exist on their own. Um, they're not necessarily a, a you know going to be changing a whole lot. It's just so Carbonite can add a security function to their offering. So we would continue to recommend it for now. Okay, this WebRoot is a small company based in Colorado somewhere, and that was one of the features that appealed to me. Yeah, it is, and it is still it's still an American company, even though it's owned by Carbonite now. So nothing wrong with that. Uh, somebody over there, WebRoot's a happy guy and, and gal who got paid to uh, merge with Carbonite, and they're going to go off into the sunset and Start something yeah. new, probably. Who knows? But yeah, keep rec- I keep recommending. It. We recommend it. It's still a good product. No, nothing's going to change. And if it does change, we'll let you know, and we'll let you know what our recommendations are. Okay, and I have one quick question on your open DNS that you promote. Yeah. Once you go about setting it up as it's described in detail on the site. Yeah. Do you have to go tell all your devices that it is now changed? Um, if you, you know, configure, if you are you configuring it on your router? 
Uh, on the router, yes. Then you don't have to tell any – your devices are automatically getting the new um, DNS IPs. So there's nothing okay. you have to do. You you just have to tell – have one little little uh, little program running called an IP updater um, so that every now and again when you get a new IP address from your internet provider, you can tell OpenDNS, hey, I'm over here now. I'm over here now. Okay. <clears throat> That's the only difference. But uh, good, yeah. You shouldn't do anything else. Okay, terrific. Thank you. Thanks for your time this morning. Have a great day. Oh, you too, Bill. Thank you. Yeah, I was actually mentioned out, you know, I was over uh my sister in law's last, last weekend, that's why we were uh, we weren't live and uh configured uh open DNS for um her future stepson. And uh basically, you know, his internet connection that he was dealing with on his laptop without open DNS running was twenty four megabits. The moment I put open DNS in there and configured it, he went to three fifty. Three hundred and fifty megabits. He was definitely having issues using the DNS provided by Verizon. He was using they have FIAS. Now, they have 350 megabytes, way too much bandwidth. They're going to cut that probably in half or even into quarters um, because you don't need that much bandwidth, even though the, the, future's, the future stepson thinks he does. <laughs> like You have a 16-inch water main for your shower is what you're doing, kid. You don't need that much bandwidth. Let's go to Ken in Cheshire. Hey, Ken. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Uh, well, first off, Larry Page, Sergey Brin, that whole cadre, Bezos, they can't be trusted. No, no, they but can't. That, they can't. But, but that's not why I called. Sure. Uh, on Monday, I had the day off. Yeah. And um, I was on my laptop, put it down on the coffee table mm-hmm. to go to the bathroom or something. Or yeah. Get some water. Yeah. Came back as I picked it up with one hand while the, the fan was blowing. And as I picked it up with one hand, I could hear a crackling sound, and the fan stopped. And uh, uh, hasn't it hasn't come on at all since since that moment? Right. And I've been careful not to let it get hot. But all right. So should I be really careful, or is there anything I could do? Is it can it, is it easily replaceable? Eh, easily replaceable is relative, depending on how easy it is to crack open that case. What do you think, Bob? Well, it depends on the model. Yeah, it, it's all. Yeesh. So um, I wouldn't do it. I'd break it. I'd break it further. You wouldn't want me messing with it. My guess okay. would be if you could get at it, there might be dust that right. collects inside that got into the fan and probably stopped it. Kind of gummed it up. So you might be able to open it and just clean it out, or blow. Okay. You can blow some air in Canned there. Air. Right. Well, the problem is, is there's a uh, heat sink. Right. It kind of looks like a, a filter, like a radiator, if you will. Mm-hmm. And the air blows from the fan. It goes through that heat sink. Right. What happens is that heat sink builds up dust, kind of like the uh, lint collector in your dryer. Mm-hmm. So it blocks it yeah. so that the air doesn't come out. Right. So if that came loose and got into the fan, it could jam the fan up. Right. So Maybe the air just blowing it in there might release it a bit. Well, How old is the machine? Then, can? when you turn the fan back on, it sucks it back in. <laughs> the old... machine's about three, four years old. Okay, so it's got so some... It some life. Yeah, it's <clears throat> got some life. I agree. So, yeah, uh, you can also get what are... there's like a cooling tray, like a a base you can buy for laptops. Yeah, I, I was actually going to ask about that because maybe that's just a, that could be a simple, uh, simple you know replacement yeah. for the fan because it definitely did it, it cracked as I like it crackled. Right. It was a very ominous sound. 
<laughs> well, it could have been just creaking of old age as you picked it up and the laptop was open and the hinge creaked a little bit. You know, it could have been coincidence that it sounded that creak and the fan stopped. But who knows? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the, but the fan, like, usually gradually stops. But yeah. it's it like hit the, it's, hard stop. hit the brakes hard. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, maybe a bearing went inside it. Um, but yeah, you can do a little, the little tray there. If you, you should read the manual to see how easy it is to open it up. Uh, but realize that if you can't put it back together, it's just a failed science experiment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, YouTube has some great videos on how to open and replace a lot of things. However, but, however, watch the whole video before <clears throat> you start. <laughs> right. Right. Never watch the video while you're doing it. There's always some little trick that the guy might say, Oh, by the way, <laughs> At yeah. the end of the video. <laughs> yeah. so, you might uh, have to watch the video on another device. Exactly. Yeah, well, in this case for you, yeah. Yeah. All right, Ken? All right. Uh, can I ask one more quick question before you go? Uh, I know you're coming up on the hard break. It's a hard break. i got to go. You want to hold? You can. Sure. All right. We're going to hold through the news. We'll be right back. All right, and we are back. This is a good tune. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to stick around. Let's get right to your calls. We're going to go back to Ken in Cheshire with a second question before we hit the break. You there, Ken? Yeah, um, thanks for holding me over. Sure. Uh, my This computer also has Windows 10. Yep. But, but it doesn't have, uh, you know, Office, Word, Excel, et cetera. Okay. Is there a roundabout way to use it? Because I put LibreOffice on. That's fine. But whenever I have something really important, I always use, try, you know, find another computer to, to make sure that I get it right on Office. Mm-hmm. So what are you saying, a roundabout way to use Word without buying Word? Right. Isn't there, like, something with the email? Because I have Hotmail. No. If you, there if you, isn't. No. Uh, Microsoft needs to get paid, and they are going to either rent it to you forever or you can buy it once. And they'll make fun of you for buying it once, even though you they can do, do it. They do have a free version of Word. That's read-only. So you can't write anything. You can't edit anything. It's a viewer, really. It's a viewer, exactly. I can only view. Right, right. Okay. So, yeah, you can go ahead and buy the Office Suite, you know, Office 2019, pay for it once, and uh, you'll run it for the next six, eight, ten years if you want. I mean, how many versions of Word do you need? Uh, I really don't need the most updated. Like, if I still had 10 or even 03 or whatever it was, it would have been fine, but... um, well, you can't yeah. run 03 because it won't – see, here's how Microsoft forces the obsolescence. You can't even run Win, um, Office 2007 on 2010. Oh, okay. So what they do is they say it no longer works, period. And it's arbitrary, but that's what they do. So they force you to upgrade. So if you happen to have a bunch of Windows 7 systems and you want to run 2019, guess what? That won't work either. <laughs> you can't run okay. 2019 on a Windows 7 machine. I'm the old one it's, okay. a, it's a bit of a conspiracy if, I'm, if, if, if you – the truth is to be known. <laughs> if you know the right file to uh, adjust, adjust, <laughs> you can get it to work. Oh, okay. So, all right, Ken. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because I thought I, I thought I saw somewhere that through the email you can do edits that you did like on LibreOffice. I'm not sure what email you'd be using, but you need Outlook. If you're going to use Outlook as your mail editor, you know, you could probably edit an Outlook. E- an email, but you're not going to be able to edit a, a document that's attached. Oh, okay. Out- Outlook uses Word as its editor, so just you so have you to know. have it loaded. Yeah. Right. Well, no, there's a piece of it that it'll like load in the background, but right. But you need the whole suite in general, right? Correct. Yeah. All right, Ken. All right. Thanks a lot for holding me over, and uh, have a good weekend. Yeah, you too, sir. Thanks. All right. Bye bye. 
All right, let's go on to Litchfield and Paul. Hey, Paul, what's up? Good morning. Um, I have a question about a BIOS update, but before we get into that, a little bit of blurb about technology. I don't huh. know the name of the company, yeah. but there is a smart refrigerator out there that, based on your grocery shopping habits, uh-huh. will hook up, hook up with your Tinder account and find you potential mates. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, See, so if you like beer and chicken wings, you're going to get this guy. And if you like uh, kale and uh, yogurt, you're going to get that guy. Yeah, this is getting a little ridiculous. <laughs> well, hey, man. These kids have a hard time finding – yeah, go ahead. I was I was using my computer this past week – or actually two weeks ago because you guys weren't here last week. Yeah, sorry. Um, hey, family first. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the middle of using it, it shut itself down, Ooh. started back up, and said, BIOS update. Yeah, BIOS. Yes, sir. Yeah, and it, and it, and it ran a BIOS update on me. Mm. Now, I've been playing with computers since the 1980s. Yeah, and I've never had anything like that happen. I mean, is this? So it's a I mean, feature. It's... So built into your manufacturer's updating system is it an HP? What do you have? Yes, HP. Yeah. So HP has a little tool, some sort of you know system health tool, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> And it'll sit there in the bottom right-hand corner of your system tray and kind of keep track of what your system needs to get corrected or updated. And if you have allowed it to run, um, it will go ahead and do the updates, whether it's a bias update, whether it's driver's updates, whether it's software updates. It's it's a quote-unquote feature. Now, yes, a bias update is a little more drastic, right? Because if you're not prepared to know what a bias update is and you kill that thing during the bias update, you can you know, lobotomize your computer. Uh, well, that's the thing. I mean, one thing. One thing I do know for one. One thing. Two things I know for certain mm-hmm. about computers. Yeah. Don't mess with the BIOS. Right. Stay away from the registry. Okay. Well, those are good rules of thumb. In this case, yeah. HP felt strongly that they wanted to update your BIOS because there must be something wrong with something within it that needs to be corrected. You know, maybe your 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 speakers don't work the way they should, or your microphone's not working the way it should, or a video drivers causing trouble for other people, okay. and, and they felt it strongly enough that they should update it across the entire base of systems. So you survived it. All right. <laughs> so you yeah, have... I mean, it, it, so you, like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm using the computer. It shuts itself down. Yeah. Okay, now what? Yeah. And then it comes back up, and all I saw on the screen is BIOS update. Yeah. And, and I guess about half... It started running... And then I got this little, it, it blinked really quickly. It said, do not turn off the machine. Right. Only in the IT world. You know, imagine if your lawnmower did that or your snowblower. Hey, oh, you're in the middle of blowing snow and it says, I'm sorry, I got to do a bias update. I'm shutting down right now. And yeah, it'll yeah. take 30 minutes and you can just sit, stand here in the freezing cold as I update my bias. Only in the IT world are, does it, is it allowed that you can just kill somebody's productivity in the middle of doing something. <laughs> you know, I got to update now. It's just ridiculous. You know, so there's nothing, I guess this really isn't out of the ordinary then? This is, it's not out of the ordinary. You can work with the device, the utility. You can go into the configuration. Uh, again, there's like a, a HP health system tool. You can probably go into that and tell it not to do those things. You can uncheck or check that. So if you wanted to mess around, I can't think of the name of it right now off the top of my head, Bob. Do you know what I'm talking about? Not sure. Uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's HP support assistant on mine is what it's called. And within the HP support assistant, you can manage those types of things. Um, it'll show you your devices, and it'll tell you, like in my case on my laptop right now, I have 
nine updates that uh, HP wants to shove down my computer's throat. Um, and I can manage those device those updates as I wish. So most likely in your configuration, you said, let HP manage it for me. And uh, that's what it did. If that okay. makes sense. Like right now, my HP Notebook System BIOS update has a big exclamation point recommended. Right, it's not. I'm not checking it off, and I haven't allowed it to do it because I've set it to make sure that I can control when these things occur. So I've got nine of them. All right. All right. So look at the HP support assistant, and then go into that and modify how it controls your system. I have that, and when I'm in the middle of doing something, it pops up and says, "We want to reboot your system right now." It's the only thing. If your lawnmower did that, you know, you'd be screaming. So, all right, Paul. So, do you have one of those? Samsung refrigerators that allows you to do refrigerating. <laughs> yeah, do you? Is that one of your things, Paul, or do you just read about it? No, I didn't. No, I, I just read about it. It was one of those things. You know, you're, you're cruising Facebook or something or other. Yeah. And, you know, it, it just happened to mention. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" Why not? I, I guess, there it I is. I did a little bit of research on it, and I mean this this refrigerator is designed for for the technologically ask you but basically brain dead human because if <laughs> you can set it up to monitor what is in your refrigerator and freezer you can set your grocery list on it and now it starts to make sense because you you're giving it more and more input data and yeah. now it gets to the point where okay hey i can hook up with tinder and we can find you a date well that's pretty cool so you know just to defend this this technology so i think you guys have listened to the show long enough to know that i don't cook really well and as far as Going shopping. Isn't that why you got married? Well, both <laughs> thank both of us don't. So we really are not good at c- cooking or eating or shopping. Um, we just everybody's good at eating. <laughs> well, eating well, I should say, or healthy. <clears throat> so a technology like this in the refrigerator, I would like because I had to run out and do the grocery shopping. Uh, we had President's Day off, so I was home. My wife's working, and and I had to go do the grocery shopping. I didn't have a list. And if this this if this refrigerator could say, "Hey, Eric, you need some milk. You need some cheese," that'd be so great. You know, if it just went to my system and told me that and my phone and said, hey, here's your shopping list. I kind of like that because I don't want to waste my time to figure out what I have to buy. You know, do we have hamburger? I don't know. Uh, it sounds stupid, I know. And to your point, Paul, it probably is stupid. I agree with you. But if the technology is there where the refrigerator could say what it needs, I wouldn't have to have that milk run because the kid sucked it all down and didn't tell anybody. But Left you a little drop the, in the bottom of the, of the container. That's not what the Tinder app is for, though. Well, that's the little added feature. So along with allowing you to buy the milk you need, you can also get hooked up with somebody. You because, can look at somebody else's refrigerator and find out if you like what they have. Is that what it says? Oh, you can look in like Matt's refrigerator and see he's got a, get some cold pizza and beer in there. Yeah, and, if everything's and, and, all moldy, you can hit a swipe and then you won't see it again. <laughs> If you judged, if I was judged by that, my wife and I wouldn't be married. You wouldn't. I mean, that's not a fair way to get connected. I don't know, Paul. I think you started a whole thing. All right, guys. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Um, What a technology! So I would think that'd be great if if the refrigerator could say what it needed. Yeah, if you had all sorts of like uh, vegan stuff in your refrigerator and somebody yeah. else was a vegan and they could say, hey, you know, I don't want to hook up with this person or whatever. Well, my thing would be also if, you know, you get the expiration date on the food. Right. If that date is like an hour past its expiration date or, or best purchase date, my wife tosses it like it's nothing. 
And it's like, that's the sell by. I know, kidding. I've covered this with her. (laughs) (laughs) So if the refrigerator could say, hey, buddy, you can keep this cheese a little longer, it's not going to kill you. Hey, it's yogurt. It's already fermented. Go ahead. You can, you know, a little extra day is okay. You don't have to chuck it. Uh, That technology would be great because I could say, hey, honey, the refrigerator said we could keep it. Let's go and eat it. Let's not throw it away. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. We have three lines open. So feel free to get online, one 800 wtic 522-WTIC. And we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And now, of course, your refrigerator could be listening to you. <laughs> That's a concern. Let's go on to Norm in Winstead. Hey, Norm. Good morning. Uh, quick question for you. Hmm. I've got a track phone, which I don't use hardly the only when I'm traveling. All right. Is it okay to keep it on charge all the time? You don't need to. You can just charge it up and put it aside. I mean, is it? I'd, I'd rather not put it. I just want to keep it on charge all the time. Will it hurt the phone? No, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. The battery is supposed to be smart enough to deal with the voltage back and forth and kind of keep it safe. I, I don't. But there's, as far as I'm concerned, though, there is some possible concern of constantly charging lithium-ion batteries. I, I don't know. Um, but I agree with Bob. You probably don't have to worry about it. Okay, then I, then I won't. I was just curious. Yeah. All right. Very good. Thank you. You got it, Norm. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, so, yeah, guys, feel free to get online. We'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. So, as I've often threatened, uh, we'll talk about our kids if, there's, if you guys are all set with your computer problems for now. Real quick, my, my uh, <laughs> Southington High School is putting on surround sound, I think it's 10. And um, uh, under the big top, it's going to be March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. And if you've never been to Surround Sound, it is a, this is a custom show put on by Southington High School. So if you're a band director uh, within the sound of my voice and you're looking for an amazing thing to do for your students that will impact their lives for the rest of their lives as far as hard work, working together, putting on a performance, obviously all the reasons you recommend music education in your school system. If you want a thing, you want to see a thing to get an idea to do for your kids in your school system, because there's something special about music teachers. You guys are you guys go way above and beyond the call of duty and the amount of time and energy you put into students. And if you're looking for that thing, if you're a young, you know, up-and-coming music educator and you're looking for an idea, stop by Southington High School and you're going to be blown away. And if you just appreciate music and you want to see what these kids can do, come out to Southington High School. We'll put a link so you can take a look at the, the uh, showtimes. It is a very unique program. It is an indoor marching program where they're going to it's, – it's – it's, I can't even describe it, but it's you got to see it. Um, and if you do some YouTube Google searches, you'll see Surround Sound. You'll see what this high school has done in the past, and uh, you, you'll be impressed. I promise. Come on out. Take a look at it if you need an idea. So as we wait for your calls, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. Bob, do you have any news you wanted to bring up? Oh, I got lots of news. <laughs> <laughs> First ancient dead star. With peculiar rings. Not a death star, but a dead star. Dead star. All right. right. <clears throat> Finding the sleepy, bashful dwarf didn't take a dock. Just a, ha- a space-happy citizen scientist. Mm. A citizen scientist working with NASA has detected an old 
cold, dying star that may provide a window into the fate of our own solar system billions of years from now. Really? Can't wait. So we're going to predict it. <laughs> we're going to predict what's going to happen billions of years from now. like Based on what's happening to, to these other old stars. Sure, sure, sure. Melina Thivernot, I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, mm -hmm. a citizen scientist from Germany, detected an anomaly while searching through data collected by the European Space Agency's Gaia spacecraft, G-A-I-A. Mm -hmm. yeah. At first, she believed it was bad data, but when she looked at the source in the images from NASA's Wide Field Infrared Survey Explorer, mm -hmm. WISE mission, mm -hmm. yeah. she did, uh, decided the data might be valuable and handed it over yep. to the team working on Backyard Worlds Planet Nine Citizen Scientist Project. Oh, interesting. The leads from that project decided to follow up on the finding, repositioning the Keck 2 telescope in Hawaii to take a deeper look. Okay. With their new set of eyes focused on the tiny spot in the eye, Keck 2 confirmed the blip wasn't bad data. It was the oldest, coldest white dwarf ever spotted. Wow. It is circled by a peculiar set of dusty rings. Mm -hmm. The discovery appears Thursday in the Astrophysical Journal Letters. Neat. This white dwarf is so old that... Whatever process is feeding material into the rings must operate on billion-year timescales. Wow. So, yeah. And, so, and she I is think a, I'll uh, just watch it. She, as a citizen <laughs> scientist, proved the theory incorrect. Right. right. So what they do is they let citizen scientists that have an interest yeah. look at the data. There's a hobby. And see if they discover something that they might, the paid scientists might have missed. Well, that's the whole thing about STEM and STEAM, right? you right. got these scientists. They're all focused on this. And you got maybe some folks with some other points of view that actually don't look at it the way a scientist might, and now you get a better better perspective or a different well, perspective. Well, not only that, but, you know, when you got the big thing in front of your face, yeah. that's what you look at, <laughs> and you don't tend to look at what's out in the periphery. Yeah, forest for the trees. All right, thanks, Bob. We'll put a link up there for you. Um, we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Uh, the, the lines are all starting to fill up, so we got Jim and David on the line. Two lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. So, Matt, can I pick up the call, you think, real quick before the break? And then get the we'll, we'll get a question in, and then um, we may have to go to break. So, Jim, what's going on? Good morning, guys. I love your show. Thank you for taking my call. Our pleasure. Quick question. I have an old Dell uh, desktop, mm -hmm. and it's probably 10 or 15 years old, and mm -hmm. it's just... It's tired. It's, I know I heard the other day, last show, you said what you normally get out of a, a desktop, so I think it's seen its life. But I want to replace it. I don't know if you have any recommendations. I don't, I'm not married to Dell, but what's what's good out there for a, just a homeowner that uses it as a word processor and a printer and a, you know an occasional spreadsheet or two? All right, so cool. Uh, we're coming up against the hard break. Um, yep. uh, I'll give you those specs uh, at the end of that break, and then we'll you know see if it makes sense. All right? Thank you. All right. Hang on one second then, Jim. This is uh, Computer Talk. We're going to be here till 11. So, Jim, David, and Mark, hang on. One line open for you. We'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Everything we've talked about has been posted live over at the old-fashioned website, computertalkwithtab.com, which uh, the, it's the name of the website, which also works. If you like us on Facebook over at Tab Computer Systems and you want this stuff into your news feed, and Mark Zuckerberg deems it worthy, it'll go into your news feed. And if you follow us on Twitter right after Donald Trump, you can follow us on Twitter over at Tab Computer Sys. It'll get into your Twitter feed. We'll be right back.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 